This is the WASD and Beyond Podcast. Welcome again, everybody, to another episode of the WASD and Beyond podcast. As always, I'm your host, Nick, followed by our esteemed guest of the show who keeps coming back, and I just don't think he's ever going to leave, Ebone. What's up, buddy? Howdy. I'm doing all right. How about yourself? Still alive, still alive, just uh, relaxing, trying to at least, with all the craziness in the world going on. Right. So how's your week been, bud? It's been all right. Been kind of a... Uh bit boring but yeah been fun uh we took the top off the jeep and stuff so that's been real nice driving around so yeah yeah the pain in the ass is well worth the uh luxury i guess yeah it actually wasn't as bad as it was before we got it done pretty quick and we didn't put anything else on it was just right in the top off so yeah, yeah. you guys are experienced now <laughs> yeah yeah so. after a couple of years so now you and matt are gonna be recording an episode soon too right dedicated entirely to tarkov i believe he said i believe so yes that'd be pretty sweet i think so yeah i i, I, I just don't think you're ever going to be leaving the podcast so <laughs> just get comfy with evan being a host yeah probably not i'll be here <laughs> so uh we're going to save all like the video game news and all that for uh next week's episode uh so evan and i can get right into this week's topic this is going to be a direct continuation of our last of us episode last of us part two episode sorry so if you didn't listen to the first episode about The Last of Us, again, be warned that this is not, this is spoiler heavy. Like, we're not shying away from spoilers because for this episode, we, we need to talk about said spoilers. Not that we're going to get into that story super deep, but just our thoughts and theories about what happens next. So, right. Um, so at the end of the game it just ends with ellie yeah and dropping the guitar off yep and walking away she's done so that's very in my mind that's reminiscent of her just letting go of the past let finally like forgiving joel letting go and starting a new chapter of her life right yeah i'd agree now you pointed something out to me that i thought was really interesting about the bracelet yeah uh, so did you want to go into that theory really quick uh yeah i haven't played through it myself to to actually visualize it but from what i saw of watching other people play it and to see the reaction uh ellie leaves to santa barbara without dina's bracelet that was given in the beginning of the game and when we see ellie come back to the farmhouse you know where she lived and everything she is wearing the bracelet again um my theory with that is that she's already gone back and said her peace with Dina maybe, or she's just saying, I got to do this cause I got to get rid of it. And maybe she's going back to Dina. I think right. it, I think it's more likely that second option uh, just right. cause Ellie doesn't have anywhere else to go. But I mean, it could go either way. Dina could have just totally turned her down. 
right but then that wouldn't make much sense for the bracelet i think i think the bracelet was kind of like a token of or like a, a gesture of friendship or like starting over um, right but yeah uh, she was wearing the bracelet and obviously i don't think it was something where it was like in her backpack and she forgot <laughs> no no Ellie, uh, she either had it on or she didn't yeah that's too important of a thing to you know just kind of add or not add in right because i mean our initial theories were that after she drops the guitar off, she's going back to Jack. It's obvious that's where she's going. That's her home. Like, that's those are her people. That's her home. She's going back to Jackson. Um, uh, yeah, you're right. Where Tommy's still alive. Dina's still alive. Tommy's wife is still alive. So, I mean, there's a lot more plot that's going to be happening in Jackson. Um, mm-hmm. So, with that out of the way, with that theory out of the way, do you want to go into the DLC you and I thought about? We could totally do that. That was a really good discussion we had on that. Like, uh, yes, I think, I mean, and it's not like they're completely not going to touch the game anymore. They just added this week. They added in grounded mode. Uh, yeah, what is that? So grounded mode. I remember from the first game, it was basically, you had no HUD and it was harder than the previous hardest difficulty, which was survivor. I think it was survivor back then. It's survivor now. Um, Definitely, though, Last of Us Part Two gives you a lot more freedom of what you want to be the hardest. So you can make resources abundant while enemies are completely hard. I believe Grounded kind of, I haven't played it, obviously, but I believe Grounded would lock all those settings. And it's just as hard as it can be, if not harder than originally. And uh, you also have no HUD now, so you can't obviously see your health, ammo, all that jazz. Um, listen mode is drastically reduced, both in range and in what you can hear. Um, and I believe that this is an option I think you can turn on. You don't have to have it on, but there's now a permadeath option. So, uh, yeah, if that first death happens real quick or, you know, like you get a <laughs> couple days in and you die, man, that's it. You're, you're done. Like, Fuck all that. That's, that's no, difficult. I can't wait to try it, but yeah. It's not, I mean, it sounds fun, but for someone like me who is constantly making mistakes in games, i.e. Rainbow Six, oh, <laughs> <laughs> terrible mistakes, that's just that I wouldn't be able to do it. Um, but yeah, I mean, that sounds sweet for someone like you who wants to go back in anyways. Um, but so start because I'm going to need a little bit of a refresher on this, about our DLC ideas and where we think this DLC could go. So what do you want to start with the Ellie DLC we were talking about? Or are we going to start with the Abby DLC? Uh, we can start with Ellie's. Um, Okay. Neil Druckmann, this is for you. <laughs> please, please take a, take a peek at this. Yeah, um, our our plan was that, or our DLC idea was that. So we talked about as the series as a whole, each game has a different meaning or theme. Yeah. Uh, so the first game is obviously like about love. Second game is about hate and revenge and what yep. that does to a person. We kind of thought it'd be cool if the DLC, not only it could wrap up the entire series without having to make a whole new game. So oh yeah, absolutely. I, I think that's another like benefit of it because I don't think a third game needs to be made, but it would be the DLCs would be more about forgiveness and kind of like yeah. you've made these mistakes in your life and they have drastic like they've permanently changed relationships and stuff like that. And as a person, you know, you're gonna feel some remorse, some uh, like regret on on what happened. And I think that our DLC idea for Ellie was that uh, she would go back to Jackson and it was kind of about a, a work in progress with her and Dina of like getting back together, you know, trying to be a family. If Dina were receptive, if Dina's not receptive, what Ellie could do to win her back. Um, I think that's a very plausible in the idea of the game because right. 
looking at Ellie's journal, you know, she does say, uh, you know, I really truly love her. She just can't express it very well. So I yeah. think that would be part of the DLC is her learning how to express that love and be able to be open with Dina and, you know, talk to her, cry to her, all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, that that was our DLC. And obviously a little bit more tied in there. I don't know if you had any other ideas for that DLC. Well, definitely that DLC just for Ellie, now that I'm remembering that that was the coming home DLC. Yeah. So like, you know, the I'm coming home DLC or whatever you want, whatever. I'm not the fucking game designer, so I'm not. This is right. this is this yeah. is speculation and what could happen and honestly what should happen. Um, yeah. No, it'd be it'd be great to play as Ellie going back to Jackson after dropping the guitar off. Literally right moments after you drop the guitar off, it'd be great to hop back in Ellie's shoes and really feel the struggle. Ellie must be feeling at this point having to let go of her father. I mean, right. She just did it. So in a very, you know, heartbreaking way where that guitar was everything. That was like the symbol of their like love for each other. If you think about it. So she just dropped off like essentially Joel's heart for her. Right. At that home. Yeah. Yeah. So like the, the journey of her going back to Jackson and I don't know how far that farmhouse is from Jackson or anything like that. You yeah. know, obviously, it, Tommy got there on horseback, so... I Can't mean, be it, insanely far, right? Yeah. Right. So, it'd be interesting to see... And y- the way you could do it is a lot of flashback. Because I'm sure, like, yeah, you can do the occasional clicker and shit like that on the way to Jackson. But how... <laughs> How 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 long is that going to keep you engaged? Just okay. I'm I'm in the woods, going back to Jackson. Clicker, 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 clicker. Oh, maybe an animal. No, I think it'd be cool to travel. Like the main point would be just to travel to Jackson, and there. So yeah, you'd be a lot of exposition and walking possibly, but then you'd go into these flashbacks of like Ellie and Joel, Ellie and Dina, Ellie and Tommy. You know, before she was given to Joel, and all of these flashbacks could piece everything together until you get back to Jackson to where Ellie has to have that difficult conversation with Dina again. Like, okay, yeah, I fucked up and you told me no. And I told you yes. And I still went and did it. So like the emotional aspect of that DLC would be important for Ellie's character. Cause I think with this game, a lot of people didn't really perceive Ellie as, well as i think they should have and it's all up to perception obviously it's it's a video game it's it's up to you to decide how you feel about a character i'm not going to tell you right ellie's doing this out of passion though it's not ellie ellie doesn't want to go kill anybody ellie doesn't want to go kill any animal or anything she's doing it out of passion for joel like this is a passion thing it's not just i'm gonna be a maniac now it's this this what happens sucks and i i can't deal with it i'm not coping well so i'm gonna go make myself cope well and i'm gonna go on this adventure you know but what happens after the adventure is over this dlc could show when it's finally all done and over with you, you you've finally did it like she completed her quest what happens now though what you're broken her finger she's missing two fingers yeah she's missing her pinky and her ring finger so she can't even play guitar which is well yeah, anymore. Which she tried to, and then yeah, she yeah. just kind of sets it off because she's like, I can't do it. So like the emotional the emotional toll this entire journey, physical and emotional, would be a very not that you didn't experience it in the part two, 
but for this dlc you get to experience it all like that's that would be the focus the folk i sound like a cali boy right there i didn't <laughs> I, I like kind of was trying to breathe at the same time i was speaking <laughs> um because i'm fat but that would be the focus is, is is emotion and trying to forgive yourself at this moment too and go back somewhere where you call home that makes sense to me though i, I agree i think that I was actually visualizing it in my head as you were talking about it of is Ellie goes through this entire, you know, journey to Seattle and she's not, I don't think she is prepared for what she's going to do. She's not prepared for the people she kills. She's not prepared for how many people she cuts down, whether by bullets or by her switchblade or whatever. She's doing it because she's like, they're in my way. They're an obstacle to get to this person. I, I want to, like wreak havoc on and like i want to make her suffer so in doing that you kill all of her friends you kill countless other people on both sides and what that does to her is it i mean like you said emotionally it breaks her i mean and not only that she goes to seattle and then she gets arguably the shit kicked out of her and then is given a chance to live her life and she can't do it she can't put she can't put it down so, you know, she's willing to submit herself again to all that torment, all that pain, uh, just to get to this person. And then in the end, it's not worth anything. It's not worth right. your life. It's not worth your two fingers. It's not worth a, a lick of anything. And I think the home DLC for her for going home, I think that would be the, the best thing for her because she you get to experience all that emotion in this DLC of her coming home. Like I was visualizing it when you were talking about it her having to kill another group of maybe bandits and you know, right, maybe, yeah. maybe there's an accident that goes wrong and, and she doesn't mean to kill somebody and they get killed, you know, and just seeing her break down crying over, you know, what she's had to do in the past year or so year and a half, and right. Break down over who she's lost, all the pain and torment she suffered. And then in the end, you know, she doesn't even do what she set out to do. She just gives up and arguably, Thankfully, she gives up. I wasn't rooting for her to kill Abby by the. I, end I wanted her to stop. Yeah, and we 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 totally talked about that too. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. It, it was it was rough, and I think that the her DLC would really show what it's done to her, what it, as a person, her emotional well being, and just I think that would be alone finding out how to forgive herself, you know, and realizing that who she's had to kill. Up to this point, she didn't have to go that far. But now right. when she goes up against maybe really, truly awful people like just some random bandit camp or something like that, right? Just some sort of gameplay thing to keep it going. She realizes how Joel perceived it. You know, Joel perceived it as, you're in my way. That's a problem. If I can talk to you about it, I will. If I can't get you out of my way through... I'll music, remove you. I will get you out of the way. Like, yeah. and, and I think he, as... As this started, he was very um, willing to commit bad things for his family. I mean, in the beginning of the game, within five minutes, you know, in that first game, he leaves that family on the side of the road. He tells, oh, Tommy, yeah. he tells Tommy, just get out. So he's not afraid to make those tough decisions. And I think that for Ellie, that was her biggest issue. She goes, yeah, I can be like Joel. Like, I can do this. And then she right. learns, no, I can't. I can't. I'll never be Joel. I can't mindlessly co go through people just to get revenge and stuff like that. Yeah. And I think her DLC would really be about coming to terms with her not being who she thought she was and her realizing that none of it's worth it if you don't have people to go back to at the end of the day. 
And I right, think exactly. that's what she's fighting for. She's fighting to get back home and she's fighting to find Dina and Tommy and Maria, Tommy's wife and, and JJ, little JJ. Like I can't imagine how much she misses that kid and Dina. I can't imagine it. And I, that's what I think is why she goes back to Jackson is because there's a friggin' baby. Like that's our family. That's her family. And I think that that whole thing of like, oh, we don't know where she's headed. It's like, come on. We know. Like she, She's going back to Jackson with her no tail between her legs. There's no other home for her to go to. I, she already went. Like you said with the whole. With you the know, bracelet. Right. Yeah. I, I guess technically, yeah, it could have been in her backpack. I it could have been. A, or, a or it could have been. It could have been on a, you know, she may have not. She left with it on, no? No, <clears throat> no that, she didn't. No, she left without it. Okay. So maybe Dina left it on like a dresser well uh, no because she's wearing it when she walks up to the farmhouse i believe is what people okay so yeah so in my so in my mind she'd already gone to jackson and dina what could have happened was it's dina more so saying you need to let go and the last thing you need to do is you need to take that guitar and you need to go say your your final goodbye that could have happened because ellie had to have she lost You, you don't win at the end of the last of us you just ellie does not win morally to a degree, she stepped away. Yes. She still lost. Oh, I she agree. She still lost. Yeah. And it's fine. That's the type of defeat you want to see, though. She didn't. No. Abby lives. Lev lives. Ellie lives. That's the. It's, it's a win-lose situation. Because, like, the whole reason she went was to go kill them. Yeah. So, yes, she lost in that aspect. She lost herself in the aspect too. So she she's losing a piece of herself by doing this. She wins by not killing them. She wins by coming back home. Yes, but she's still broken. She lost her fingers now. She can't play guitar. Yeah. Go say, go say goodbye to that guitar. Go leave Joel. Go go put Joel to rest. The way you would want to put Joel to rest is the way I see that possibly happening. And now she has to go back to Dina and say, hey. You know, I said my goodbyes. I did what you asked. Yeah, yeah. I I agree. I don't think from what we know about Dina, just from the first uh, that her uh, all of her in the second game, mainly through the first day, you can learn so much about Dina and her character, like who she is as a person. She's she's not leaving Ellie behind. That's the thing is like you can. So if we've already determined that she's gone back to Jackson to see Dina and she got the bracelet, there's two ways, like you said, that that could go. And one way is obviously she welcomes her and she says, you need to go and give that here, take the bracelet back. And, you know, this is yours. You forgot it. And Ellie goes, or the second option is she says, I never want to see you again. And that kind of thing here, take this. This was yours. I gave it to you, you know, get the, get the hell out of my face type of deal. Right. And just from that first day alone, I don't think Dina is the type of person to completely turn away Ellie, especially. I don't think she'd mind, you know, getting rid of Jesse. Like, I don't think she'd care if, if something as bad as that happened, I think it should be different, but with right. how her and Ellie were, I mean, they grew up, uh, they grew and had a life together for almost a year of being a family with a kid. Like, yeah. So well, I don't think she could give her, I don't think she could say no. I don't think she could say go away. They I discovered think, who they were with each other. Yes. Like sexually, they discovered who they, how they feel and who they actually are. Right. As women they're not children they're yeah. women so as two women they're like you know what no we, i i love you yeah you know i don't love jesse I, lo- I love you and that's you know that's like another thing we touched on it last time i don't feel like we need to touch on it this time no, but you're right yeah it's a, it's a good romance it really is it's not over the top 
it's not in it, it is not in your face and it's not gratuitous it's it's a great romance between two grown women who just want to be in love at the end of at the end of the fucking day that's all they want in this game those two want to be in love those two want to raise jj so yeah. oh I, I i i don't think ellie is too prideful to not go back obviously yeah no, um, I, 100% I, I think she's I think Ellie's the type of character and would be the type of person to recognize like, hey, yeah, this is going to kind of suck that I have to go back like this, but I have to go back. This is my home. That's where my, you know, son is. That's where my, you know, my girl is. And I need to make peace because if I don't make peace with this, I'll never be able to make peace with anything else ever again. So then what? Ellie's just a drifter. So that doesn't make sense. Right. So, okay, that's where we stand with Ellie. Yeah. That's where we stand with Ellie. And that's where I would hope to see it. So that, that's the first part of the DLC idea, ideally, would be. The second part we is Abby and Lev. Yeah. yeah. And I would like to see more of Lev. I would like to see more of Abby and Lev. And I think that it's it, it left a sour taste in a lot of people's mouths. It, it Even though I love the game like through and through, it did leave a sour taste in my mouth of like, I just went through day one, two, and three, and now you're going to make me go back as the person I least want to see or play as. <laughs> right, right. Like, I know plenty of people. I mean, I know you didn't like that. Uh, my dad nope. has said like he's taking a break for a week because he's pissed. He's like, I can't believe that I got to go through. Oh, this. really? <laughs> yeah. And I, I was like, I mean, you know, it's rough, but like you got to do it. I mean, it's the only way you'll get through it. And you have to. You have to. And I think that this is a different sort of scenario because I want to see how Abby and Lev, where they one, where they row to. I mean, at the end of the game, in the beginning of the game, you get that same, you get the end of the game, essentially, right? You see the boat in the fog and that's where you end up by the end of it. Yeah. And then once you finish the game and you go back to the main menu, the main menu screen is now the boat is beached on an island, yep. uh, Catalina Island, which is the island that Abby and Love were told to go to from the Fireflies. Um, Are you talking about the radio call? Yes. Because I, 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 I'm, well, that wasn't actually Fireflies on the radio call though, right? I those don't, were the those were the um rattlers rattlers i i don't think fun. i think that they took it i don't know i mean i think that if they went there that was kind of the point i guess you know i mean there's there's that little like area i don't know what you'd call it, like a little house or whatever the lights are on so i mean well i think they're still i, I think they're following uh what's his name um owen I think they're following what Owen was saying because Owen's like, "Go to Catalina Island, go to Catalina, right?" If I'm, he, if I'm not mistaken, I or he was his general thing, just go to California. It was to go to Santa Barbara. He didn't Santa really Barbara. have an idea. Yeah. Uh, okay. He heard that the or he might. I if I vaguely remember, he might have mentioned that there was some sort of Firefly outpost there, and that was that was actually true. No, that's right because when Abby and Lev get to Santa Barbara, that's where they're going because yeah. they're they're told an address. Yes. So, and that's true. They show up to that address, and there is a former like Firefly hideout. So I think they use that and they talk to, I think that was a Firefly. If it wasn't, 
then the, here's the two ways that goes. If it was the Fireflies, they found a new home with people. Yeah. Second thing, if that wasn't, and it was the Rattlers just, you know, as a trap, they still ended up going there and maybe it was completely empty or they found a new family altogether. They ended up found a new home of survivors that were welcoming and let them in and they weren't, you know, cannibals or using uh, infected for uh, labor or, you know, any of the other bad things that you could perceive in an apocalypse setting. Like, right, right. They were normal people like Jackson and, I think that it goes either way, but I think that that's where they end up and they want to find this new home and they, they don't have anywhere else to go. Both of them. They don't have any family. They don't have any, any kin or, you know, obviously they don't have anybody left. It's just them. So I think when you're in a situation like that, I think that the only option is to go where you last were, you know, you always have a plan You know, it, where you were going in sight. Yeah, I don't think Ellie is the type of person to go out on her own. Even with no. all the shit she's been through and all the shit she's done to people, I don't think she's the type of character to say, you know what, I need to be by myself for the rest of my life. Because she's only 21, 20. I mean, she's, yeah. my, she's my age. And if I were in that scenario, fuck no, I wouldn't want to be alone. I would, I would no. go back to the only home I knew. And right. Same with Abby. I mean, Abby, I think, is either the same age or just a little bit older. And you're not going to spend the rest of your life running. You're going to try and find a home to stay in and to, right. you know, live in and kind of make your own. And I think that's where both of them end up. That's, that's what I'm hoping for. That's Ellie going home and it's Abby finding a new home, a new family. Abby and a new, a, a, yeah. A new start. Um, now for, for that gameplay mechanic for those two then, cause we just, we kind of like kind of vaguely, not va We actually touched on it. Ellie's pretty decently the whole flashback scenario and right. all that, like walking back or riding back, whatever. Yeah. With certain issues and encounters. But for Abby and Lev, what would kind of make sense to me is they found this new society, possibly. Or they've started one. That's another option. That's true. They've start they've started their own outpost. But we'll start with them finding a new society, uh, for lack of better words. Um so they started up. Or they, they find these people. So they're new. So that means they're bottom chain. Right. So would that gameplay kind of be like them being asked and interrogated? Like, where are you from? Blah, blah, blah. What did you do before this? Where, you know, this, isn't that. And then them doing like menial tasks to kind of rank, go up and rank. And then there'd be like an attack or some shit like that's like what i we would have to figure out because i mean you, you can't have this not have some action in it because it is a last of us title right so it would have to something would have to happen which i don't know what you could even make happen in the scenario like i really don't you know um that was actually a good point that you brought up i think we actually talked about that for both of them is that Ellie goes back to Jackson. She starts to make her peace with Dina and Dina goes, you know what? But I need to know, like, I need to trust you. I need to trust that to trust you with JJ. Cause it's been so long. It's been, I don't know how long it's been. I mean, what it's been a couple months at yeah. the most. And you know, but at the end of the day, the last time they saw each other was Ellie literally just on a blood feud just for this one person. Oh and yeah. So she probably doesn't trust Ellie anymore. Same way as these new people wouldn't trust Abby and love. And I think that's where you could show their journeys mirroring each other now literally the same uh, yeah. abby and lev are performing menial tasks to to make a place in this new family and show that they are they they belong there and they're not looking for trouble and yeah 
that could be perfect. There's an attack from the Rattlers. I mean, they're all basically destroyed, but let's just say another, like, some fringe group. Yeah. yeah. And it's whatever. Just, just people, not a whole new faction. I think we have enough of that. So yeah. you could argue that there's an attack by bandits or infected even would just be better as a whole thing. And Abby and Love distinguish themselves by, by saving an important person or by just being really good at holding it off. And they show them what they, they can bring to the table. They, yeah. And they say, like, here, we're not here to, to fuck around. We're not here to cause problems. We're here to be here and we're here to find a home. And this is how we're showing it. Same with Ellie on her side, showing the that she's willing to go through menial tasks. She's willing to to do the grunt work, to go on patrols again. She's willing to go and do the right thing, not to just show Dina, but I think to show Tommy and Maria. Tommy doesn't, I think out of everybody that is there, Tommy is the least to to be convinced that Ellie belongs. But then it comes down to it, is Ellie going to lie to Tommy? You know, right. That's another thing we were discussing. Yep. He was pissed that Ellie didn't go back and he's pissed that Ellie didn't want to go back. I mean, Dina reamed his ass out. So is she going to come back and tell Dina the truth and then tell Tommy the lie? Is she going to just tell them all the truth? And, you know, I could totally see Ellie going back there and telling Tommy the truth. And when he gets pissed, she just shows up her, you know, hand with two missing fingers and gives him the middle and says right. like, no, <laughs> I lost two fingers trying to do it. Yeah. I'm not going to go back and finish it. Or yeah. Like right. I lo- even just a perfect lie of just going, I lost, you know, that's an yeah. easy excuse. Well, even if she's honest and says, listen, I went, I got far enough. I went far enough and I let them go. Okay, shows off her her fucking hand where she can't even play guitar anymore. Yeah. So that's one thing that she loved. Another thing she loved taken from her. So that's another loss. But what I think would be cool for Ellie's side or DLC would also be getting Tommy back in your corner and calming him down as well and making him realize that, yeah, they took Joel from us, but taking one of them, we took all of them, though. They took one. We took all. Right. Yes, there are two still alive. But if we take these two, we're no better than their initial actions. Getting Tommy on that page and winning him back and making him go, holy fuck, I have been the one in the blood feud as well. And I drove Ellie to leave and almost got Ellie killed. And Ellie now has lost fingers and almost lost Dina. Right. Yeah. And I think that's a good point to make as well is you could end you could end that DLC almost right there when she's, you know, yelling at Tommy or, you know, talking to Tommy, say Dina's there and she's, you know, she goes to stop this argument that's broke out. And, you know, Ellie starts to maybe cry and through her tears, she tells him like, yeah, I went, I lost fingers. I lost, I almost died. Let's be honest. She was bleeding profusely that entire that most of that journey. That like, fight would have ended with both of them dying. I know Ellie had the fucking upper hand at the last latter half of that fight. That fight would have... It would have killed them both. Some Something would have happened. To, Ellie would have died too. And it would have just been Lev. Right. And even then, you know, you could... I mean, this is the last of us. There are people that come and go within instances. I mean, Jesse's an, a very good example. Uh, still a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like yeah. Jesse. That was that was so sad. I mean, it's just like, and I think that was the point of that. You know, you kind of grew attached to Jesse because he was, while you heard that he didn't have as necessarily a, a good relationship with Dina, he's not obviously a bad guy. He's willing to travel out to Seattle to help them out. 
And yeah. just like that, in the blink of an eye, you're talking to him about some, you know, normal conversation with Tommy's wife. All of a sudden, yeah. you burst through that doors, and the person you were just talking to is now dead. Like, that was the yep. point of that. And I think that that's what that kind of shows is that in in this universe, in this series, people are taken from you. In an, blink in of an, an eye, baby. Yeah, blink of an eye, they're gone. And I think that that was kind of, yeah, I agree. I think that would have happened in whatever way, whether it's Lev finding the strength to maybe stab Ellie, and it's not even a, you know, a stab wound that is going to just kill her outright, but it's a stab wound that just kind of does her in. It just leaves her. Yeah. Damn. And I mean, he uses the last of his strength, so he doesn't even, nobody's coming to save him, right? You know, so yeah. he's just going to, he's just going to lay there dying from all his three wounds. of them. But yeah, they're all going to end up dead. So I think that that she would be in Ellie's position. She's, you know, yelling at Tommy crying through tears, you know, like through tears, she's screaming at him or whatever. And she's shoving him and she's going, you know, I did everything in my power and all I got was loss and loss and loss. And you know what? She could even argue the point of, you know what? As I was about to choke this girl to death in the water, I was about to drown this chick. I saw Joel and that's what made me stop. And, and, you know, even use his brother against him of going, yeah. Joel wouldn't want me to go that far, you know? Joel wouldn't want me to make the same mistakes Joel would make. Yeah, exactly. That's a perfect example. And you could see, I can picture it in my head almost, just the facial reactions, everything, of her saying this and Dina kind of looking at Ellie and going, oh, my God, she has changed. Like, she truly understands her loss and she understands what she went through and why it was wrong. So, you know, welcome welcome you back man like thanks for you know thank you for coming back and, and trying instead of just going off to where i might lose you forever you know right exactly uh, a real forgiveness and that's what the dlcs we want to be about is you go through love and you do incredibly awful things for that i mean yeah. joel let's be honest joel you you kind of went through some bad shit when you killed a whole bunch of innocent people in the hospital not to say <laughs> that they were good people by any means but like at that time they hadn't really done much to you but yeah. You know, uh, that's the thing with it is that he was willing to do that for love. Ellie is mirror uh, mirror of that, willing to go through it for hate, yeah, uh, for losing someone she loved. Um, yeah, and love and hate in that situation, right? Yeah, and then, like I said, it's passion. Yeah. So, and then you have forgiveness at the end of it. You've yeah. both went through. Abby has done just as horrible shit as Ellie has. They've suffered in both ways. Their paths are different in this instance because Ellie goes from good to bad, almost, I would argue. I mean, she does yeah. become kind of a villain at the end of it. I thought she, she's a boss. I thought she was insane. Like, she's a boss fight. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so, uh, like, that that was a bit different. I didn't really like that. But like, I didn't at, either. At the end of it, you know, she's walking down to that beach to find Abby, and she's just constantly, she's repeating Abby's name like it's nothing. Like, that yeah. kind. that's where you kind of go... I need you She's to lost stop. It, yeah. yeah, I need you to yeah. stop this. So I think that that kind of is a really good way of going. Ellie went bad by the end of it, and Abby went good. She was willing to kill tons of scars and infected, and then she's forced in the situation where she almost died in a scar, former scar, whatever you want to call it. They save her, yeah. and she yeah. kind of goes through, surprise, surprise, she kind of goes through a little bit of a Joel phase. A coming to Christ moment. <laughs> right. Like yeah. she, Joel is completely not receptive to Ellie at any point through the beginning of the game of part one. And then by the end of it, he's literally willing to kill everything in his way to get to her because of yeah. how much he loves her. Whereas this is obviously the same with Abby is she doesn't care about 
any scars. And then when she's saved by one, she goes, you know, I'll do this one thing for you. And then I'm on my way. But then that one thing turns into another and another. And then by the end of it, you're with them the entire time, all the way to the Island, all the way to saving their lives again, after they saved yours. Um, Exactly. And losing one of them, Yara, uh, to, to keep you and Lev going. So she kind of goes back and goes through a Joel moment uh, of learning to love someone else. And, you know, I think that's the perfect example of now Abby has to learn to forgive what she's done. And she needs to learn that she can make a new home without it having to be something that always goes to shit. And she can forgive herself for her revenge quest. I honestly, like, I don't like Abby by any means because of what she did and how she did it. I don't entirely understand it either. Um, right. Cause of how, how long it had been, you know, with Ellie, it's kind of like the wound was pretty fresh. Like that wound hadn't even had a bandaid or a, you know, a bandage on it. And she was already willing. She's like, all right, let's go to Seattle. Whereas right. with Abby, that was two, three, four years. Yeah. She's premeditated at that point. You You've know. been waiting and waiting and waiting. Now, not to say that Ellie wouldn't do that, but this is a bit, you know, Ellie's ready to go. Cause it happens just then. Um, right. Yeah. I think that, I think that Abby's DLC is very important because it shows her that it shows the player that she's willing to learn her mistakes and forgive herself. Cause we, you talked about it in the last episode when we talked about this, that she obviously felt guilty. Oh, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. And if she didn't, you know, she wouldn't have brought Lev along with her anyways. Like there was a part of her going, okay, well, well, she's called a piece of shit. Like you're a piece of shit. She's oh, like, by Mel or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, no, I am. Yeah. She's like, fuck. It's like one of those like god damn it moments or like where you get called out in front of everyone, you're like I can't believe she's right. Like, right. It's like, oh, I was being an asshole. And it's like, fuck, dude. Like, so now what? You know, like I gotta change my entire my entire character and who I am. And Abby certainly does. Like she I agree. Did that did I like playing as Abby? No, but I can understand Abby. I, I do understand Abby. I understand the need to have Abby and to have a character like her in the story. And why a DLC of hers is important because it'll give you a perspective of her and Lev all over again. It's like, okay, she, you know, now she's trying to teach Lev as a young man. Yeah. You know, Lev's coming in to, a, to be a young man. She has to teach him now, hey, do not make these. It, it's Joel and Ellie. Abby and Lev are Joel and Ellie. It's, it's literally starting their quest. So, like, if you think about it, like, the way last of us one is minus you know abby's not trying to go pawn lev off and then fall in love they they already love each other right it's the, that's what they're doing now they're starting their own joel and ellie quest at Le- the end of it, and yeah, by, the, by the end of it yeah that's what they're doing yeah, yeah they're just yeah. trying to get someplace no i, I agree 100 i think you're absolutely right i think that i think that if you make any dlc that continues the story you're gonna have to have ellie and abby because the whole game was that the whole game was yeah. like one part ellie Second part, Abby. And did we like the second part? Not entirely. Um, no, but this universe is now inhabited and very much centered around Abby as well. Oh, it's she's just and as left. important as Ellie, I think, in this yeah. in this instance. And I think that that's the tough thing for it was a tough for me as a, as a player. I'm sure it was tough for a lot of other players. Is that you know we don't like this character at all we have nothing positive about her we don't know anything about her other than the fact that she was a for her her father was the surgeon that got killed um yeah and 
she's willing to go through this revenge quest that takes years to make it happen, but she goes through it anyway. And now she's a part of this universe because she is, she's suffered and we're forced to see her suffering just as much. And I'd like to point out that, you know, Naughty Dog did do, I think, a nice thing of making us play as Abby where we go and we see all the people that we just killed. You know, you yeah. see Nora. You don't see the two guys at the, at the school, but you hear on the radio that they died and all this other stuff, right? We watch um, Manny get his head practically blown off by Tommy. Don't really right. feel bad about that one. Um, I don't feel bad about any of them. I, uh, honestly, I don't. And that's where I think it kind of faltered for me. I don't feel bad about losing them in that instance and we don't see abby get the time to feel bad right we don't see abby get to she doesn't watch nora die she doesn't she doesn't i don't know if she even knows that nora dies i don't remember any that seems like some sort of dialogue i would remember but i don't but i think that dlc would be about that too she hasn't had time a time that we've seen anyway we haven't had time to see her go through the loss of all of her friends her family it's yeah. like let's not let's get this screwed up they're not friends they're family she's lost owen who she obviously loved uh she lost mel who she obviously she had problems with but you know she trusted her she cared i guess in, yeah. in the light same with nora manny and all the other guys and stuff and i think that that moment would be her finding this new home with the fireflies personally i don't think they'd be called that i think they're just people i think and if they do start something new I think that's going to be the beginning of something different for this game. Right. If it's, if they find a new faction, I think we're going to get a part three regardless, but I think if they find a new faction, it's going to be the beginning of something different for this game franchise. I think it's going to start something completely different. Hmm. And will people like it? Who knows? It's, it's a theory, dude. Like there's, there's a lot of different paths that we're able to go down now with three different people. Right. Maybe Abby doesn't make it during the fucking boat maybe the, on the trip. Maybe, maybe Lev doesn't. There's a lot that we know Ellie's fine. So right. with these two, it's up in the air. Anything could happen. I so. agree. I, I think that, I think it's tough to please a lot of people in this, in this fan base too. I mean, you have a lot of people who are very opinionated and this is tough, uh, but last big popular game other than I'd say Death Stranding, but on a scale of how like Last of Us is, you know, Death Stranding was a new game, right? There's no before yeah. of that. So you have like Last of Us, which obviously had this first game that came out seven years ago. So people yeah. have been waiting. They're, they're hyped. They're, you know, they have high expectations, which for me, they were all met. Um, and the same way I can think about that other franchise that is kind of mirrored of that is uh, Red Dead Redemption. Or Half Life, or Half Life, uh, Red Dead One, very good story, great, great protagonist John Marston, and then Red Dead Two fills in the the behind the behind the scenes of that, the past, right. and that's a much more interactive game in terms of how it ends, uh, it, not necessarily how, but certain things about the ending are different depending on your honor, depending on if you're a good guy or a bad guy, um, right. Not crazy different things by any means. The game still ends the same way in a lot of respects, just with different dialogue and and stuff. Um, And I think that in that respect as well, people are like, 
They don't like Last of Us 2 because it's a very simple game of you don't have a choice on, on what anybody does. No, no it, it's it's going to end the way we say it ends. And it's a naughty dog story. So yeah. you, you don't get to make a choice of Abby killing this person or that person. You don't get to decide on if Nora dies. You know, you, you kill Nora because that's the way it goes. And I think for a, a lot of players, including myself, because I've obviously had the experience and I've been able to influence stories and how they end. Uh, right. Last of Us is not a game where you get to influence shit. You literally get to go along for the ride. That's what you're there for as a player. You're just you're like a movie. You are there to experience it. And I think that that fits for this, for this game because people who are upset that it's not a very different game and how you change things, they're, they consider themselves, they could say that they're fans of the first game, but you couldn't change anything in the first game. No, it was pretty set for you as well exactly so. so i think that that's how it would go for the dlcs as well you don't get much of a chance to change anything because it's just the way they want it to go but that's our theory of abby finding a new home potentially with lev potentially without lev same yeah. vice versa lev potentially without abby um and ellie going back home ellie going back home and learning how to forgive herself how to learn her from her mistakes if she hasn't already. I mean, there's a lot we don't see, right? We don't see a lot yeah. of the travel between going from Abby and Lev going to Catalina Island, and we don't see a lot of we don't see any travel of Ellie going to the farmhouse or Jackson or whatever. So we right. don't know the struggle or the things that go through their mind then. Which I mean, for all we know, their only goal that entire time is just to get to where they're going. And by the end of it, they finally get a chance. Say Ellie finally makes it back to Jackson after dropping Joel's guitar off and kind of making peace with that. She's now got the chance to breathe, right? Right. And to really accept and experience what she did and the repercussions of that, both physically and mentally, emotionally. And that's stuff that doesn't go away. She can probably guaranteed move past all the things she did in terms of murder. Um, like, I think she can really, especially a lot of, obviously, just the enemies themselves. I don't think she gives a shit about that. She probably would suffer a lot with what she did to Nora. Because she didn't feel good about that when she did it. I no, imagine she did she'd not. feel better then. Same right. with Owen. Not something I'd feel bad about in, in my mind with Ellie. Because that was more of a defense defensive thing. Yeah, Nell, yeah. I would feel bad. Not necessarily because... Because I killed her and I didn't know that she was pregnant, right? Yeah, yeah. But then at the same time, you have to look at it from the other way of she shouldn't have risked her life. There's a lot of like things that <laughs> like There's this shouldn't have happened. Yeah, 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 there, yeah. But I think that's like she gets to finally sit down with Dina without Dina by herself and just experience the pain that she's caused, she's inflicted, she's received, and kind of go through that and just just deal just suffer yeah. and deal with it and, and make, make do with her actions and make that peace. Same with Abby. I think she'd finally get a chance to slow down and cry about her friends if she exactly. hasn't already. Yeah. Right. And, and then move on and kind of, you know, wipe the dirt off and get on up, like get off the mat. Um, right. I think that that's how they'd go. Honestly, I think right, that that's exactly how I think they are. They, they, hopefully are going to be gearing up if they do it to go this the, in this direction oh, i hope I mean, so like i said these are just our theories everyone like you know him and i talked about this right when we beat the game yeah and everything um this is this this is what this episode was for for us to throw <laughs> this out there so neil Druckmann and all them could hear it um which i, I never they like it i hope they do um 
so it is going to be a bit of a shorter episode. But before I do sign us off, I wanted to ask you one last thing, and that what and you know I'll, I'll throw my opinions in as well. Yeah. Um, the TV series that's going to be on HBO. Knowing now that it's going to amplify the first game, essentially, is what they were saying. It's going to add some more fluff or lore into it. Context and stuff, yeah. Yeah, so how... We haven't seen any... We don't know who's playing who. We don't... We haven't seen any of the product, which right now I don't think they're even making the series at the moment because of COVID. Yeah. It's, you know, this covid pre or right now covid world it's kind of slowed a lot of things down which sucks a lot of cool shit like cowboy bebop was supposed to be getting done the witcher fucking um last of us like a lot of these shows and movies are just at a standstill and it's such a fucking bummer but i don't want to speculate who should play who because like that's kind of difficult to say Unless you have ideas, which I'm, I'm sure you may, you do not. I, I no. do not have. Okay. It's difficult to think about because you need the voice. Like for me, the voice is the, the most, not even the look. That's going to be make or break. The voice for me is the make or break because Joel is very distinctive. So oh, I, th- I, th- I don't think, see, I don't think Joel would be that hard to, to cast. Uh, probably not, but I'd prefer if they just had some guy motion act and then they just over, they just dubbed Troy Baker's lines uh, onto his face. Like he just sank. <laughs> Uh, that would just work for me. I'm sorry. I I loved Joel as a character. So to see yeah. somebody else talk as him, I just kind of, I don't know how I feel about it. That's a very uh, hard expectation for me to meet, but go we'll, on. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, I don't have so any speculation besi- on characters. Right. So besides like speculation on who's going to play who, Yeah. what are your feelings? Because this is a very, very deep franchise for you. Like you love, this is, is this, this is your half-life. Right. Like you said so before. Like, where are your what are your expectations um what do you want to see what don't you want to fucking see that's also important like what the fuck do you not need and most importantly like where do you think this first season because i'm gonna assume you're not just gonna do a one-off season of this fucking game you're just not where do you want the first season to end let's let's do that let's do that That's a tough choice. Um, well, if I'm not mistaken, all of part one takes place within a year. Yep. Uh, so it depends on how many episodes they get for the season. So if they get six or seven, I think it's going to be kind of just like Witcher where they kind of time jump, you know? I think yeah, yeah, for yeah. me that that wouldn't really work for a game like The Last of Us. I think that needs to be, you need to take it one episode it, at a time, follows each other. It needs to be, continuity right. is going to be key for this. You can't jump around, I think, but. No my my expectations and my my hopes for it is that we get a lot more context into maybe maybe first episodes dedicated to all of infection day or like when okay. when everything so not even infection day not even as in day 1 but we're following Joel and, and Sarah and Tommy and Ooh. but the see the difficult <laughs> thing for me right is that they're not changing anything so like Sarah's going to die the same way. Yeah. Uh, which is going to be really fucking rough for a lot of people that haven't played this game. 
will it be more rough for you? Sorry to interrupt, but no, I, I, it literally hit my my brain, which is very difficult because I have a smooth brain. Um, <laughs> I yeah. Uh, will it be more rough to for you to see a character like Sarah die live action opposed? See, that's another thing. Like you see some of these characters go in live action opposed to the video game adaptation as well what's going to be more heartbreaking for you? Cause you, I, you, we've already seen Sarah go, but now to see redone with a live act with, with an actual actor. Uh, that's, that's tough to say. Um, the video game part of it really got me mainly because of just the sounds she's making. She yeah. can't even form a sentence to say dad and, no. and, and Joel kind of like literally losing his mind in that instance. That was really tough. Even playing it now, it's rough for me. Like, right, right. Because like you said, this is very near and dear to my heart. I really love this franchise. I've connected with this franchise in both characters and I loved the action. The gameplay was fun. So I, I felt a lot for it and I've grown up with it. Um, Watching Sarah die is probably the single worst thing I've ever had to watch in a video game. Like, right. Out of anything in, in like Red Dead, any game you throw at me, I can go, yeah, whatever. I can get through that. But when, when I watch Sarah die, that makes me genuinely upset. Like that's right. It, watching it as a live actress uh, going down and, and like that, that, like a kid, you know, that's that's difficult i don't know i i would probably say that i'd I'd probably say the video game adaptation would still get me more but that depends if if she's really good if she's really good and she sells (laughs) it perfectly i that i could that could change my mind but back to like the expectations of it yeah i think that it's difficult to please not only a fan base this big i mean you could look as look at game of thrones for for example season eight was not necessarily good in a lot of people's opinions i watched them all within like a month so i remember your binge on that that was hilarious yeah it was like every day it was just like i've watched a different season or whatever like i just was going (laughs) through it but so in that instance for me i didn't feel nearly as burnt out by the end of it because i got through i finished and caught up to season eight as season eight was going on so whereas people like for instance matt uh he hated it because you know he had sat through eight years of this and then <laughs> he sat through eight years of this crap and that's what he got for the end for me it was a month so it didn't hurt because it was like i watched this i watched this shit in a month it didn't bother me like oh yeah it things didn't end the way you wanted them to yeah that, that sucks for the people who waited for nine or ten years for this to be over like, well it's like it's like how I felt when they first announced that Half-Life, which I mean, I knew it was going to be, but Half-Life Alex was going to be all VR. Yeah. Like, it felt like someone just kicked me in the dick and I was like, dude, <laughs> what are you fucking talking about? Like, I, I don't have like a thousand dollars, but yeah, no, <laughs> it's tough. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's super tough. It's it's that you're changing. They're not changing anything related to the story. So that's for me. Is that what are we? seeing a different version of the same story. So like Sarah doesn't die the way she dies in the game or like Tess doesn't go. So that's the thing is they're saying they're not changing anything, but that doesn't mean that they're not changing things. Right. So that those are key moments though, that like if they change those moments, that's you're already going to lose people. You need the, I think if you change the way things happen, that, that loses me because 
this is something where you want Neil Druckmann's working with them on it, right? So I don't think he's gonna let them fuck it up. I don't think he'll let them do that, but I think that they're gonna say, like, we have this idea for how we want Sarah to go instead of the game. How what do you think about this? I think Neil would be like, You kinda have to go with how it goes because you're gonna one lose a lot of people this way. And I think honestly, the game is set up in a way where you can show all that stuff on TV. I mean, especially on HBO. HBO doesn't give a shit about anything like that. But I think that key moments such as Sarah going or, or meeting Ellie, and uh, for instance, Ellie with the cannibals when she's almost killed by Nolan North. Um, <laughs> like, uh, I just watched that the other day. I watched my dad do that. He's in that That's scene, hilarious. and I was like, yeah, he was like, man, that was rough. And I was like, no, no shit like yeah so like things like that i don't think they'll change i don't think i don't think they're gonna change a lot but there's a lot of the busy work right like who can forget all the great times of swimming around pushing ellie on a pallet like that's not gonna be there there will probably there's... be a scene where we touch on ellie not being able to swim yeah yeah like like and, and you know him having to push her but we're not gonna see it over and over and over again no you can't do a lot of those game mechanics in there i mean they're, i'm sure they'll do it maybe once to be like hey remember that in the video game because they have kind of have to right you kind of have to just be like hey there's a nod but like no yeah i get what you're saying like i think you kind of like in uncharted 4 there's a lot of nods to the previous games right so i think it'd be more of like that of like oh ellie can't swim we see a scene of like joel finding a pallet to push ellie and it's, he's kind of just bitching about it like <laughs> you know i can't believe you can't freaking swim what kind of kid can't swim some you know yeah, yeah. thing he'd be saying and then we move on and we go on to the next i think the clicker whenever we see the first clicker will be really cool for a lot of people because yeah. infected in this series are not like zombies because you can choke these infected out and they die whereas with zombies you can't really choke them out you have to kill them Boom, headshot, or no, no yeah, death. Nothing. This, this yeah. is a fungal disease. That... Right, yeah, it's an, it's an infection. So these people are still human because they can even, they're still, like, they're grabbing at your hands. Like, they're functional enough to, their only goal is to obviously kill you, but they can still die by human means. Um, right, exactly. Shots to the chest, being choked out, being, you know, stabbed in, like, the, the gut, something like that. Like, that'll still kill them. So I think that, like that is a, an important thing to see both in for people who haven't seen this franchise and don't know anything about it. That's important to distinguish to them of like, they're not zombies. They're infected people kind of like the zombies from world war Z almost of like, yeah. they're, they're fast. They're human in, in essence, they're not like shambling around walking dead style, but 20 days later. almost too. Yeah. Right. Like, and then clickers, you know, obviously you have different varying forms of, of decay. So like clickers are a big thing in the game. And I think that that would be a big moment in the show of like Ellie or Joel saving Ellie from a clicker or something like that. Right, right. Like, you know, some, something different. Um, right. And I think for my, like, there's a lot of expectations I have. I have high expectations because HBO is not typically like... Don't they don't usually they, fuck around. They don't fuck around. I know Naughty Dog doesn't fuck around, and this is their first series that's a TV show as far as I'm concerned, right? Because yeah. the Uncharted movie has been in the making for the past 25 years. Tom Holland like playing Nathan Drake, correct? I think so, and I think like Mark Wahlberg is playing Sully or some shit like that. Oh, my God. Which so, I don't agree with either of those decisions, but that's a different story. They're odd decisions to me, but... I don't think it works, but yeah. So for the way the Witcher set a precedent for video game 
adaptations, I think this will be either the make or break. So my expectations are really high as well. If fucking um, Neil Druckmann's working on it, Naughty Dog's, you know, helping as well, my expectations are automatically set high. Um, I think emotion that will be captured with actual actors is going to be fantastic to see. Um, the one thing I would like to see them do is utilize practical effects for clickers and uh, infected. I don't want to see bullshit. You, dude, you can fucking you look at you look at a show like The Walking Dead where the fucking practical effects are fantastic. Oh, zombies look fantastic. They look the best so, they've ever looked in anything, honestly. They look great. Exactly. And there's no excuse for this. If you're going to put the money into it, put money into practical effects. Yes, you could have your special effects. Right. And you might need them here and there. But do practical effects for this game, for this fucking show. That's where I'm leaving my opinions on the show. Okay? Okay. I think it's going to set a precedent. To where if it does if it does the same or better as the Witcher did, we will get more. We will get more Witcher. That we already are, but we'll get more Last of Us. We can get a Doom show, maybe. You know what I'm saying? Like, give me Doom, give me Halo, give me Half-Life, give me fucking Metroid, give me something, give me more video game adaptations. I think this is going to be the make or break for this industry. I think that'll be a very big, yeah, like The Witcher, if I'm not mistaken, I believe The Witcher series on Netflix did take from the books first, though. Uh, it did, but they didn't it still didn't. takes from. Well, yeah. it, it it definitely takes from the books, okay. but it also takes from video game, and that's the thing is, like, yeah, it was based off the novels. Is that why they did it though? No, no, no they did it because no. of the video game, and as soon as Witcher came out, the video game and novels hiked up in sales. Right, and. I agree. It's going to be a make or break because The Witcher showed what you can do when you do something right in terms of a video game adaptation or a book adaptation or whatever you want to call it. And I think this will be a thing of Last of Us being made as a good show where it stays true to its fan base and it stays true to its story and it doesn't deviate from its themes. Because that's yeah. that's the thing with a, a game, you're heavily invested both as a as a player because you are doing the actions. You are killing the things. You're yeah. you're talking to ellie in a sense obviously you know i'm i'm exaggerating there but you know you're a part of the story whereas with a tv show you're kind of just along for the ride um and i think that that'll be a make or break for people is that they stay true to what the story was the theme of love and you know slowly showing that i don't want it to be right they don't like each other there's one big thing and now they're friends i don't want that i want it to be a slow grow i want it to be just like how we did the conversations, you know, Ellie looking at Bill's porn in the back of the truck and Joel going, hey, you shouldn't be looking at that. That's not for kids. You know, <laughs> yeah. things like that, that kind of grow the bond and then it goes forward and, it, and it, it progresses. And then there is that thing that kind of sets it in stone. Right. Of. Yeah. These people are like they, they love each other. They're they're there for each other. And that's kind of where my my hope is, is that they stay true to that practical effects. I agree with. I think that they should mostly for the infected and, and clickers and stuff, I'd like to see practical effects. Um, if they do CGI, I want 
to see I want it to look as good as like the the Game of Thrones dragons looked. I want it right. to okay. look real. Like I don't want to see some, you know, like crappy little thing it took them a couple like weeks to do and it doesn't look real. It doesn't convince you as a as a, you know, viewer. I want it to look like, "Oh my gosh, that shit is scary or real or whatever, you know, you're showing as as This could exist. I think that out of all the things they're going to show in the game, most everything's human. I mean, clickers, yeah. you can't tell are human, but they are. The same with infected and, and bandits and stuff like that. So, in reality, it's not like there's any monsters to CGI in, you know? And nope. I think at the most, in terms of CGI, it would be explosions. That's it. <coughs> explosions and shit like that. Yeah, I agree. So, I think so. that, yeah, I think that it would be, I think they'll use practical effects because I think that's the way it, it'll just go. It just looks like it'd do well. Wait, it'd be yeah. better that way than special effects, I think, is like kind of what I see it as. It's like, I can't envision them spending, with how many infected they potentially kill or people they kill every episode, you know, depending. That's a lot of work for those CGI, those guys, like to oh, do yeah. that over and over again. I just don't think it would be feasible, both in terms of money. It's cheaper, practical effects are cheaper. Yeah. And, cgi takes way longer to do because you got to make sure everything's right so practical effects you can get it right in one take if you want you know if you're really if the people are on it if the artist if the artists are yeah. on their a game dude you're you're rolling oh yeah you're on your way so i think that they'll they'll use practical effects but my hope for the show is that they stay true to the themes and they follow their story properly and we don't get gotcha. crazy time jumps i'd like more context for relationships i'd like okay. to see more of a context between what happens to tommy and joel when shit goes south and they part ways same yeah. with tess and and joel i'd love to see tess and joel meeting for the first time yeah yeah to kind of fill in the cool. gaps nice like, little flashbacks here and there. i, I want to see it but you know by the end of the first season i want them at least to be maybe halfway on their way to to the fireflies and then season two can end with them getting there and joel doing what he does first season end it when joel and ellie gets to get to pittsburgh and they smash through that you know they get uh ambushed yeah. end it right there end it with the car smashing into the wall and not knowing what happens to them and make everybody yep. wait for a year like <laughs> i know what happens i don't care but yeah i'm good i know yeah, what happens. So. I, yeah so like that would be a really interesting thing of you know end it yeah. there maybe but but you know maybe the first two episodes or whatever are filled in context wise you know right. so, so that's that's my theory yeah i think we're stoked i'm i'm excited to okay. see it but i have really high expectations so that you heard it here on the wasd and beyond podcast yes. both your hosts nick yeah. and ebone yeah we're excited high expectations right so uh, uh, yeah high high expectations for this now before i even attempt to say we're logging off for the night is there anything else you want to touch on or do you think we've touched enough for this episode before and we're going to do a little done 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 thing right here we will be doing the last of us part one episode Yay. soon i'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna download the game soon um and play through it and shit uh so is there anything else you want to touch on or are we good for this episode bubba I, i'm pretty much all done like with our theories i think we touched on everything that we had said to talk out uh, about cool. and stuff uh, i think that it's just a really hard game for people to be pleased by like, yeah i do too where a lot of that hate came from like the especially it, hate related to people you know that was my it, it came issue. from weird fucking places dude weird it, people people who don't weird. people who don't even care about the story people that just are saying things to start shit right 
there's being dickheads it's all that amounts to there's a lot of people a lot of publications that don't like this game and i think it's due to the fact of the story is arguably the simplest you can make it and that yeah you go out for revenge and you get your ass whooped and then you go back for revenge again and then you don't get what you fucking want. Right. That's the story. (laughs) Done over with. Yeah. And to people who are like, well, you know, I wasn't satisfied or I I didn't get what I wanted. Do you read a book and does the book end exactly the way you want it to? No. (laughs) Right. You're not right in the book. Yeah. You don't get to watch a movie and decide the ending. Like the same with a TV show. So for people who are upset that it didn't end the way they wanted it to, or that they didn't get what they want, you're going in expecting something that, you know, you like it's, it's because this game took seven years. And so when it was first announced and then they kind of gave some story detail, everybody came up with their own ideas, but they spent so long in those ideas and, and reinforcing them in their own head that when they played through it and nothing went their way, the way they wanted it to, and the, how they had envisioned it instead of going, well, you know, I'm not the writer. I'm not the director. I don't know. They went, this game sucks because it's not what I wanted. I just think that's unfair. I, I think that's unfair to say to to Naughty Dog and to the game's actors, to, to Troy Baker, Ashley Johnson, and Shannon Woodward, and Laura Bailey. I can name all of right. them. Uh, <laughs> like, I, I think that it's unfair to them because they worked really hard. I think it's, uh, I think it's disrespectful to a point of going, right. you know, well, this game sucks because I didn't like the ending. Well, you know. Boo-hoo, you don't get what you fucking want, man. I didn't like that Walter White died at the end of Breaking Bad, but I knew that shit was going to happen. Right. But, like, I didn't expect anything different. I didn't like it, but that doesn't mean the show was bad. The show was great. But, right. same, you know, you get the you get the idea. That's all I had to yeah. say is I think that people should look at it from a different angle again if they didn't like it. Or try to, at least. Just fucking try. Try to see the other side of it, right? Like, so. I get it. but We love the game. We love where it went. Yes. Despite hiccups here and there. Right. So that's us. WASD and Beyond did enjoy this game. And I'm sure if Evan and I cook up more theories, we'll let you know. But do expect a uh, part one. Oh my God. I like almost just died, I think. I tried <laughs> breathing and I couldn't uh, expect <laughs> a Last of Us part one episode to come out soon ish. So I'll, I'll, I'll beat it, whatever. So, with all that being said, though, we are going to... We said it was going to be a short episode. It is not. It's a regular episode. <laughs> are we undershoot or we overshoot every fucking time? Yeah. So, with that, with that being said, though, everybody, we do want to thank you guys for, once again, joining us for another episode of WASD and Beyond Podcast. We'll be back next week with a Beyond episode on the Max. What... The TV show, not the comics. The comics are way too deep, and I don't got time to talk about all that. So... Expect that from Matt and I, and if Evan watches the show, then he'll be on it too. Um, yeah, a lot of cool content coming. And uh, as always, you can check me out on Twitter at flies.avi, Instagram flies.avi. Um, I might get, I might be streaming soon. Once I do, I'll plug that. Um, check Matt out uh, on his Twitter and Instagram and all that, pbfreak42. Um, and Evan, where can we check you out if you want us to check you out? Cause you don't have social media. <laughs> I do not. Uh, I stay away from all that. Uh, you could honestly check out there are two Twitch, uh, channels that I will be on. The first one is obviously my private one, which is, uh, EV zero N one, uh, just a little play on my name. And then the other channel that I might be on soon in the future is, uh, twitch.tv slash high score esports. 
nice. uh, we might be going back live and kind of getting stuff started in there and recording content and stuff. So check that out as well. Uh, that's pretty much the only places you can find me. You can't find me anywhere else. So except for this podcast, because uh, yeah, here he, he did two episodes, three episodes now, and now he's just a permanent member. I think <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to stay here. I'm not leaving. That's you know that's cool with me, dude. Yeah, it seems it's, these are what everyone's enjoying it so far. Whatever though, gamers and non-gamers, I hate when Matt does that. Matt's like, goodbye, gamers. <laughs> I want to bump you in your dick, you idiot. <laughs> gamers rise up. <laughs> gamers rise up. Yeah. Regardless, I hope everyone has a great weekend and stay safe. Take it easy, dude. Wear your mask. Do that. <laughs> yeah. Don't be an asshole. That's helpful. Wear your mask. <laughs> Frig off, Leahy. Yeah. Take it easy. Exactly. Bye. Peace out.